Welcome to Pushing the Limits, the show that helps you reach your full potential with your host, Lisa Tarmati, brought to you by lisatarmati.com. Hi, everybody. Lisa Tarmati here, and I am once again with Neil Wagstaff. How are you doing, Neil? Good morning, mate. I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. And today, Neil and I, this is just before Christmas that we were recording this, and uh, we want to, you know, we're coming up to New Year's and a time to reflect on what you did this year and to maybe plan for next year's goals that you want to set out. And we thought we'd do a session on uh, resetting your mindset. Hey, Neil. So <clears throat> we want to go over some tips and tricks and some things for you to think about when you're setting goals and how you're going to be able to stay on the right track more often. So first of all, you've got to set some goals, eh, Neil? Where do we go yeah, from that's here? A, that's, a good, that's the best place to start. Make sure there's a there's a goal in a goal in place, and make sure it's a clear goal. Make sure it's well outlined, and make sure most importantly, once you've got the goal in place, you understand why you are doing it. At least why, why, yes, why, 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 why? The why, the why, the why. The why is a really important factor. See, if you have a goal in itself, it's it's an it it, it, it it's nothing. It's just a a piece of paper that you wrote something on. That's all it is. It's when you start unpacking the why that you want to get this goal, that's when you come into the emotional triggers and your values and all of this sort of stuff that actually creates the action, that actually creates the, the, the ability for you to overcome the obstacles in order to get to that goal. So it's really important to understand your why. Neil, when you're working with a client, what do you do to pull out their why, if you like? It's, it's really making sure it's down in your, it's written down in your words, your language. It's, it's used, used the, the words that you, you actually come out of your mouth and language you use. So as an example, if someone being very stereotypical says they're going to, they might, they might want to lose weight. I'm going to then continuously ask why. It's like literally peeling back the layers of an onion. So we want to, as you said, get deeper and deeper and find out the emotional reason that's, that's driving that. And once you keep pulling back the layers, why, why, do you want to lose, why do you want to lose weight? Well, I want to lose weight because I want to feel more confident. Okay, why do you want to feel more confident? Because I want to be able to comfortably, comfortably run a half marathon. Okay, and why do you want to run the half marathon? Because I want to be a good role model for my children. Okay, and why do you want to do that? Because um, my dad wasn't a good role model to me, so I want to step up now and make sure that I'm really as straight to my children that um, moving and being regularly healthy and, and, and regularly active is, is what we need to do to, to move forward in a productive way. Once you get all those layers back, we've then got the words that jump out there will be things like confidence, health, activity, role model, and then we can put that into a statement that, that actually means something. And that's the key thing is the statement that the our clients have in front of them should mean something to them. And then that statement, we ask them to write down, put on paper, and then that is then put somewhere that they can see it on a regular basis daily. And for some people, as well, we're really encouraged that they actually rewrite it on a weekly basis. Mm. So whether that's typed into, a, updated into a Google Doc or it's actually written down and rewritten. So that is just front of mind. Writing, we've the experience I've had, and personally from doing it myself, actually having to write it out just brings it back front and center again you know i want to be for me my keywords have been a been a role model for my children being a superhero for them i want them to look up at me like i'm a like i'm a superhero so yeah. I, I want to remind myself that on a regular basis so that's that's my why and once i've got that clearly in my head understand and then we do a little bit of work on purpose as well but 
that, that's probably another podcast in itself. But really, once you've got the goal written on paper, clearly there, then that is what you're going to base your daily decisions on. Because if you really want to get to that and achieve it and get to that half marathon, do it in the time you want, be the role model you want, be the, be the superhero you want to be, then each day when you're making your decisions, you're making your decisions purely based on your goal. That's clear in your head. And if it's not clear and you don't understand why, then it's so, so easy to take the wrong path and make the wrong decision each day because you're not very, very clear on what you're doing. If you're 100% clear on what you're doing, then taking the right path and making the right decision is a whole lot, whole lot easier. Yep. And, and we have like um, two to 300 decisions a day to make. And so this is really, really important that we have these goals and these, the reasons why in the front of our brain all the time that it's held. And I actually find too that actually writing it physically on an old fashioned yep. notepad and piece of paper, yep. much better than on a computer. Um, I find it, it just, it gets in your brain more, you know, and you have it in front of you. Um, and when we come to, I call them like a fork in the road, each decision that we have is a fork in the road. And I can decide to go left, which will lead me to the path towards more success. And the other one is, away from the goals that I want to have. Um, and if we take the, you know, uh, eating chocolate, one of my um, definite weaknesses in life is uh, chocolate, right? So <laughs> when I come to the decision, I actually want to eat less chocolate. Uh, the chocolate's sitting there in front of me and I can decide I'm going to either eat it because it tastes good or I can stick to my goals, which might be to lose weight or to, to have a healthier diet. Um, and then when I understand the why behind it, I can take a little bit more of a zoomed out view instead of just the taste and the immediate impulse. So we as human beings tend to run on 30 second decision-making impulses. And if we can delay uh, that decision for just a few seconds, sometimes we can override that impulse to just stick that chocolate in your mouth. All right. Um, and, and so when we zoom out a little bit and we see what's around the corner, because often we come to a fork in the road and all you can see is the chocolate, yes or no, you can't actually see, like, you're not thinking about, well, if I eat this chocolate and I do this behavior repeatedly, because obviously one piece of chocolate isn't going to be a problem, but if I do this behavior repeatedly, then around the corner is perhaps disease, around the corner is obesity, around the corner is diabetes. And, and while negative health outcomes, they say, are not a motivator, it's still a good thing to be able to zoom out and to understand, well, actually, I want to be fit. I want to feel good when I go to the beach this year on the summer and wear my bikini. I, I want to, you know, whatever it is that moves and motivates you, then is more likely to be at least a 10-second success discussion in your mind about whether you're going to do it and sometimes you'll start to win in those discussions if you can just delay the impulse a little bit as as human beings we are uh, and this is scientists speaking not me we all go towards pleasure and away from pain we don't like to move ourselves towards painful decisions and and when i first heard this i was like i don't agree with that I, I, you know, running a marathon definitely can be painful, eh, Neil, you know, or an ultra marathon. There's a hell of a lot of, um, yeah, pain and discipline and, and overcoming yourself. And they said, yes, but you're still going towards pleasure because your bigger goal, and again, we're looking at that zoomed out view, is actually leading you towards more pleasure. The goal of having that marathon done, that, that medal around your neck, that, that feeling of achievement. So you are moving towards pleasure. And that pleasure is bigger than the pain of having to overcome yourself to get out the door to go training this morning. Does that make sense? So the pleasure and pain thing, 
it can be just an immediate impulse. The pleasure of that taste of that chocolate is going to make me eat it right now. Or I take a slightly zoomed out view at the bigger goal and work, work, work towards the pleasure of being fitter and stronger and uh, losing weight or whatever the, the goal is. And remember, this stuff is not just about food and um, training. This is not just about that. This is for every goal you have in your life and your career and your business. If you can take this, this method, if you like, this framework that we're trying to give you and see this as a real fork in the road, get a picture with a, you know, a tree in the middle and a road that goes left and a road that goes right and picture that in your brain. And when you come to those decision points, try and think about what's around the corner and what is my bigger goal and zoom out a little bit. And at the beginning, Neil, isn't it, isn't it true that when you be start, start a new habit, it's a really tough road at the beginning? Yeah, it's real, yeah. real, real hard. And it's not. If it was easy, then we'd all be doing the right stuff all the time. But it, it's a real, what's worked for me personally and, and everyone we're working with is just really, you've got a fork in the road and just understanding that doing small things consistently will, can lead you down the, bar, the bad road. So consistently, as you said, eating chocolate in small pieces daily will eventually lead to lead you somewhere you don't want to be. Consistently having four or five coffees a day daily, in the short term it provide pleasure, but in the long term it's going to take you to somewhere you want to be. If you flip it around and, and often the, that creating a new habit, it feels quite overwhelming. It's going to be a real big, big challenge. But if you just pick one or two things and work out, if I consistently do those day in, day out, and it doesn't need to be massive things. It could be simply walking for an additional 15 to 20 minutes a day. It could be drinking a little bit more water each day. It could be something real simple, but you work out, I consistently do that, and I do that every day, day in, day out, then all of a sudden, the path to the pleasure and the long-term goal gets a whole lot easier. So it's not massive things you need to look at, and that's where a lot of people end up taking the wrong path. Mm -hmm. it's, actually, it's actually just too much to do. I mean, it's really not. It's consistently just the little things. And to your point, looking at 30 seconds of immediate pleasure, looking out across and above that and into the future and seeing that, right, if I just leapfrog over that, go this way, then all of a sudden the results start coming. Um, health changes, body changes, how you're feeling changes. And now it becomes easier to make, make more future, future decisions. But agree, Jeff, the habit forming is, is the tough part. Yep. But consistent little bits each day and work out what are you willing to commit to? What can you commit to? Because I say to a lot of people as well, Lisa, if you could be 50% further ahead from where you are now, would you take that? And everyone goes, well, yeah. So it's not like we're asking you to make a huge change. No. If you can make some, a 50% improvement, which percentage-wise doesn't sound massive, but some changes that require to re that give you 50% improvement, that's gold. If you're 50% better in three months' time than you are today, that's some big improvements from a health point of view, some big improvements from a fitness point of view, big improvements from a mindset point of view big improvements from a business point of view, whatever you apply this to, it, is, it gives you some big, uh, some, some big wins. And yeah. I'll ask the question as well, what's the one thing, if you did it consistently each day, would make the biggest difference to your goal? Yeah, the 80-20 rule, yeah, exactly. Yeah, what's the one thing? Don't try and do lots of little things. What's the one thing that will give you the biggest, best bang for your buck? Work that out and then just go, go at that because yeah. I guarantee in, in a month's time, you're going to be like... This is, this is I did work. it. I did it. And chopping things up into little bits that you can handle in your head, you know, it's yeah. like that analogy that I've used a lot of times about running through New Zealand and being totally overwhelmed by the thought of this 2,000 plus kilometers. 
and mum going to me, just get to the damn first power pole for starters. Stop thinking about all that stuff. You, you know, like if I say to her, I'm going to eat healthy for 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the rest of my life. That's never going to happen because I know myself. <laughs> I know I'm not always going to win and that's okay. But if I say to myself, like, I'm going to have five good dinners this week and I'm going to, I'm going to not have a takeaways or something, then that's a small goal that I can manage this week and I'm focusing on just one or two things at a time. Um, there's also, you know, when you, when you make a habit and you, you, you're starting to develop a new habit, it takes about 60 days for the brain to be able to actually make a new pathway in the head. So we have what they call neural pathways. Now, these are habits that you've formed and connections in your mind that make it, then the, the brain is very lazy in that it wants to use as little energy as possible. So when you create a pathway in your mind that repeats a, a behavior over and over again, it goes, oh, this is easy. And it's, it's, you've got a real big highway. If you can imagine you've made a big, deep groove in, the, in, your, in your brain, well, not physically, but a a deep highway that this is where the traffic is going every day and the brain knows this pathway it knows this behavior and so it becomes the path of least resistance so how that translates to habit forming is that in the first few weeks you're going to find it really really tough because you're going to be running on willpower and decisions um, and the goals that you've set and having this front of mind and that requires some willpower but willpower will, will run out on you to tell you it will run out on you but what doesn't run out on you is the fact that you've created this new neural pathway, this, you've created this habit, and then it actually becomes easier for the brain to just to, you know, I did this, for example, uh, I have a morning routine, I uh, get out of bed, I do some uh, stretching exercises, I go and have a cold shower, horrible, um, and then I go and have about a litre of vegetable juice and it's not nice stuff. It's horrible. <laughs> you know, it's what, it's what I should be having. And that's the way I start my day. And that's a good thing because I'm setting my day up. And at the beginning it was like, Oh, this is awful. Now my body does it without even thinking. It just goes because that is the habit that I have created over many, many months. And so now it's actually quite normal for me to do it. And it's actually, uh, I can feel it when I when I travel and I don't have my blender or whatever with me and I can't do my routine. It's like, ooh, don't feel that great usually because I haven't had that, that, that routine to follow. So it gets easier as we do these things. And so just get through those first couple of weeks and then already it will be easier. And when you get to 60 days, it'll be a piece of cake, you know, but exactly. it's after. Exactly, exactly. It, so it, the brain will take that path of least resistance once you've set that up. Um, so another little trick that I use, Neil, I don't know if you use this one, is if I don't feel like training, for example, and I'm like, you know, feeling like, uh, and I don't really want to, and I'm unmotivated, and I know that I've got a race coming up or I've got something that I want to achieve, a little trick that I use to get myself going is that I count backwards from five, four, three, two, one. And when, you know, every movie in the world has got that, you know, with... We're going to lift off in 10 seconds, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Even if you just do it from 5 to 1, it creates this impulse of action because you've heard that so many times uh, and you, you, you know that on zero, you're going to take off. <laughs> so, And there's a whole book written on this uh, about just counting down from 5 to 0 
And by the time you get to zero, you'll just go and do without ruminating, without thinking and overthinking. Do I feel like training today? Do I not feel? You never bloody feel like it. I can tell you when you've had a hard day at work and, you know, things have gone wrong, you'd just rather go home and open a bottle of wine. We all feel like that. But if you can go and put your gym clothes on or your running clothes on, I have a bargain with myself. I'm just going to get changed and then I'll see. And once I put my clothes on, usually I'm like, oh, I feel more athletic already. And I've actually done this thing. And oh, well, I'm here now. I might as well just do a little warm up and see how I feel. And then I start warming up. And then all of a sudden, my body starts to kick into gear. My body warms up. It gets ready for action. And then we're off. We're off to the races. But I had to overcome myself each and every bloody time, actually, people. This is not just like, you know, oh, you're one of those motivated athletes who loves to get in the gym every day. No. <laughs> there are very many days when I do not feel like going for a run, when I do not feel like going to the gym. But that's a little trick that I use to get my arms That's taking out. that fork in the road exactly as you, we've been, you, know, you, you said at the start, Lisa. It's having that fork in the road and setting yourself up, giving yourself signs. I like, put, I like to put signs that direct me in to that to the the right fork in the road. So last night's a good example. We've um, we've had a few nights this week. We've had friends around for barbecues and things like that. This morning was like, All right, I'm definitely getting up and going for a run. So I I put my spiky ball that I used to roll my feet before I run. I stick that on the on the workbench before I went to bed last night. Made sure I knew wear shorts, t-shirt. Headphones were for my, my phone so I can listen to my music when I'm running. All those things are out. Shoes by the front door. So when I got up this morning and walked into the kitchen, all those there are the signs for me. Exactly. Right. Start rolling your feet. Trainers are there. It was, there was no reason. Because the easy thing to do, if those things weren't there, I'd go, ah, it's, uh, I've got to go, go and find that. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm off down the, the other path. Yes. And this is what I want everyone listening to understand is that people will look at, often look at you and me and other people like this guy and they just get up and do it is easy. It's, it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not. But what we've got better at doing is, is really getting our minds and in, in the, the position to make the right decision. And that's some of the time you need to, you need to do things like you've described, things that I've described where you put your signposts up and you put them up, you make it easy. And then you have your, um, your accountability partners in place as well. The people that are going to ask you later in the day, how was your run? The minute I came down to the to the gym this morning to jump on the podcast with you, as I walked in, it was a couple of members I'd already told and a couple of the team here had already told I was going running. First thing I asked was, how was your run? Feel so much better explaining to them how great the run was rather than saying, uh, I, didn't go. Uh, I didn't go. Yeah, so that and that, that's where you start to get the, the feeling of success as well. And that's the bit you want is I'd never, no way did I want to walk in this morning and go, and that didn't do it. So when I saw the people I knew I was going to exactly. see, it was great. They were, they were my accountability partners without even realising they were going to be my accountability partners. It's, a, so it's, it's that, that nice um, peer pressure, that, that good peer pressure. Yeah. And, and we're all part of a, you know, they talk about the herd mentality and I like to call it like a wolf pack, really. You know, you're like, you, you're part of a pack and uh, when, when someone just exerts a little bit of pressure on you or makes you accountable, it's going to make you go, you know, it's going to make you go a whole lot more. Uh, another example, my husband Hazley, he he's had a hell of a week uh, at the fire brigade, some massive big fires, some you know lots of overtime, three days, three nights out. I haven't seen him in a, in a week. And today on his schedule is a 35k run because he's preparing for the Unity Ultra, which we've got coming up in March, which is 84k's. And 
you know, I was saying to him last night, when if you have another really bad shift night, then, you know, you might want to shift it. And luckily uh, uh, last night wasn't too bad. But he had everything prepared, you know, mm -hmm. like he had all his gear out. He had the food that he needed. He had the water all prepared. He had his electrolytes all done. He had prepared his mind all day yesterday for the battle that's coming today. And he just came in the house before to get some headphones and then he ran back out again and carried on his way. And he's on a mission and he's happy because he's, he's actually doing the thing that he set out to do and he prepared himself for it, even though he's had a hell of a week. And I've said to him, after this, you need a bloody good break and you need to sit and watch YouTube for a while, you know? Um, and then that's okay. And that's understanding that as well, that you need that, 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 that downtime. Um, but that's a, a classic example of someone who's prepared themselves and has prepared their mind for the battle that's to come. And he's out there doing it right now. So, you know, and that makes me proud of him and, and, and what he's doing. So on, on that note, we have got the Unity Ultra coming up. I just wanted to mention that while we're, we're talking about it. Um, so I, I'm ambassador for the Unity Ultra, which is a 51-mile um, um, or 83Ks, I think it is, um, down in Christchurch in March of 2020, if anyone is interested in doing this. This has been done as a uh, to commemorate the victims of the mosque attacks in Christchurch. One of the organisers lost his auntie in this um, horrific event and was moved to, as a runner, want to do something, and um, Kyron Goss, and he asked his friend who's um, a race organiser and who does a lot of charity events to come and help organise this event, and they're actually over in Bali at the moment uh, running another event, um, but this one is going to take place on uh, the 20th of March, 20, 20th to 22nd of March. Um, so it's one day of running, but it's a whole three-day event um, around, you know, thinking and in, in, in showing solidarity to the people that were affected by this horrific event and honouring the 51 people um, who died and lost their lives. And we're also going to be raising money for the Red Cross um, to help refugees who are being um, uh, set up in New Zealand and needing some help and support around and, you know, establishing themselves in New Zealand. So a great cause. Uh, a great reason to be doing it. So if anyone is wanting to find out more about that, you can go to the unityultra.com um, and or reach out to us and we can tell you more. So that was just an, a, a, bit of, a bit of an aside. Um, but going back to the goal setting and to this year, like we're coming up to the end of the year, we've got New Year's resolutions coming and 90% of people who set New Year's resolutions, I don't know what the actual statistic is, but it's pretty horrific, um, do not follow through with it. So don't be one of those statistics this year. Be one of the ones that set some really good, well-thought-out goals. Start to understand your why behind these goals and then start to understand what it's going to take to get there. Break it down into small, bite-sized pieces and then start developing the habits that will get you there. And understand that you are going to fall off the bandwagon, eh, Neil? You're not going to be perfect. Yeah, and it's, that's, that's, you know, that, that's what we're here to help with. So if you need help, then there's a whole process, quite detailed process. We take our clients through understanding their goals, their purpose, their why, what their purpose in, in life, what they're doing is, is, as we've talked about many times before, Lisa, is when you're achieving your goals, there's a lot of other factors that come into it, and that's what we can help you with. Yep. So if you want to, we, we can take you through um, a goal-setting session, a purpose session at the start of the year, um, and then tie that back to what you're doing, the chances of you being successful in achieving it if you've got support around you. If you've got coaching around you, we use we use coaches ourselves, we use mentors mentors yeah, ourselves yeah. for that reason. 
because we know we're going to be have a much higher chance of being successful in achieving our goals if we've got support around us. So we create that around us with our own our own mentors and our own coaches, and we can help you you guys and girls do it as well. So if you need help with it, reach out. Where's the best place to contact us, Liz? Um, LisaTarmody.com is our website, um, and you can contact us via that. You can see all our programs. We have our epigenetics program, which is what Neil was talking about there. Um, so we go through this process, but we go through this with the lens of looking at your particular set of genes. Um, a very um, an incredible program that we've talked about a couple of times, and we are actually going to get on to doing some sessions on the epigenetics program that we have um, in the next a few weeks. Um, we've been saying that for a couple of weeks now, Neil. We better get onto it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's actually a really amazing. Uh, program that will give you insights into your genes, what they're doing, how they're expressing, and what recommendations, and trying to understand who the heck you are. This is the biggest power, and this is not just the food lists and having um, lists of food that you're going to that are, that are going to be good for your body and, and times of the day that you should be exercising and what types of exercise, but it's also about how your mind works in relation to your genes and how you were how you were made. You know. It goes right back to embryology when you were in your mum's tummy, how you developed, what we, what energy went into the different systems. Um, and I won't go into it now because it's very, very detailed and scientific, and we need a, um, you know, probably five or six podcasts to get through it all. Um, but we have a huge results with this, and we just and that makes that up. really makes goal setting and finding your purpose easier because once yeah. you know who you are, then yeah. the whole goal setting process and. And the purpose process becomes so much easier because you've got the tools to really, really, really help you choose the right fork in the road. Yeah, and understand how you operate, you personally. Yeah. What is it that your dominant hormones are and how is your mind set up for action, you know? And we know, uh, you know, Neil and I work together and we're both crusaders and this is one of the epigenetic types, biotypes. Um, and we're both very, you know, mission-driven and very on a mission all the time and in huge goals and things. And we know that other people operate differently uh, and we can, as coaches now, talk to them in a different way, motivate them in a different way because they need to hear different things than what we need because we are a certain type of person, if that makes sense. Um, so we will be going into all that. If you want to check it out um, already, you can hop onto our website at lisatumbley.com, hit the programs button and you'll see our three programs, our online run training program, our epigenetics program and our mindset academy, which is all about mental toughness and developing more uh, emotional resilience and mental toughness. So check those all out. Have a great Christmas, guys. It's upon us. Um, I can't believe this. And if you're listening to this afterwards, um, yeah, I'm sure you would have had a great Christmas. Um, Neil, any last words that you want to add to before we wrap up? Uh, enjoy, the, enjoy the holiday period. Enjoy the Christmas. Have a great New Year, guys, and, and enjoy time with your family and loved ones. Yeah, sounds like a bloody good idea to me. See you guys. Yeah. That's it this week for Pushing the Limits. Be sure to rate, review, and share with your friends. And head over and visit Lisa and her team at lisatarmaty.com.